Good morning everyone. I trust you're keeping safe and well as the lockdown restrictions begin to gradually be relaxed. This morning I've been catching up with last Sunday's papers. It takes me most of the week to get through the Sunday Times, a part of course from the sports section which gets read on the very day itself. But this morning I was struck by one of the headlines, which of course is exactly what headlines are supposed to do. They attract our attention. And this one read as follows. Prince Harry backs rugby move to kick out slavery song. Prince Harry backs rugby move to kick out slavery song. And the article went on to say that Prince Harry is an ardent rugby fan, just as I am. And as patron of the Rugby Football Union, he has sung Swing Low Sweet Chariot countless times at Twickenham and elsewhere, but may never do so again. Prince Harry has backed moves to ban this rugby anthem because of its association with slavery. This 19th century African-American spiritual is being reviewed in light of the Black Lives Matter movement. The Rugby Football Union has said, rather patronisingly, it wants to educate fans who are unaware of the song's origins. Written by a man called Wallace Willis, a freed Oklahoman slave, the words of Swing Low Sweet Chariot are taken to refer to conditions slaves were forced to endure and the hope of better times to come. It was first sung at Twickenham, I think, in the 1980s for a man called Martin Afire, an England winger of Nigerian descent, who was nicknamed because of his speed, Chariots. Now, if rugby fans are anything like I know them to be, a ban on the song is likely to be very difficult to enforce, even if supporters are being strongly discouraged to sing it. So what's to be done? There are strong voices urging a ban and equally strong voices infuriated by what they see as political correctness gone mad, interfering with their harmless Saturday afternoon fun. It's a mess. But if only 1% of the predominantly white middle-class rugby fans who fill Twickenham examined the roots of the song and thought seriously about the history of race and slavery before they next sang it, well, that wouldn't be a bad thing, would it? I've got a friend, a Welsh friend, who feels passionately about this. Listen to his voice because it isn't very comfortable. He says, I can think of few things less appropriate than the Twickenham crowd singing Swing Low Sweet Chariot, induced by adrenaline or alcohol or both. This song hewn from the experience of slaves who worked the lands of the people who owned them, who whipped them, who drove them day after day till all they had left to contemplate was that final crossing of the Jordan into a promised land where all God's children would be free, free at last. And he goes on, how dare a crowd take that particular piece and turn it into a vehicle for their jingoism? How dare a nation which grew rich on the slave trade take the songs of those they shackled and use them as entertainment? Am I exaggerating? Is this another example of political correctness? You, my friends, must decide. 
I am only expressing the sadness in my soul at such barbarity. So what's to be done? As I'm in the mood, let me get another bee in my bonnet off my chest, if you'll forgive the mixed metaphor. I find quite a lot of our hymns very difficult to sing. And for that matter, I find a lot of the more modern worship songs and ditties even harder. But that's a story for another day. But I'm thinking of another international sporting occasion, my first love, which is cricket. And at international cricket matches in England, Jerusalem is sung before the game starts. I've never been able to fathom why. And that leads me on to think back to my days as a curate in Croydon where on one summer Saturday I remember conducting five weddings at hourly intervals in church. Those were the days when people got married and got married in church, and more's the pity that they don't do so in greater numbers today. Anyway, on this July day, in what is now Croydon Minster, I had to conduct all these weddings. And four out of the five couples had chosen William Blake's Jerusalem to sing. And I keep on wondering if people have a clue about the meaning of the words that they're singing. Jerusalem is Blake's code word for an England rid of those dark satanic mills that were beginning to despoil the countryside. The song is a tirade against capitalism, and had he been alive and kicking in our day, Blake would have been there in Seattle demonstrating against the engines of power and wealth with the very best of them. And to hear the congregation at a church wedding sing Jerusalem with such gusto makes me smile. I'd be much happier if they kept to love divine, and much happier too if the England cricket team could stick to in an English country garden. Now, for these last weeks, if they've taught us anything, it is that our agonising and heart-searching over racial discrimination and inequality that must never fade away into mere hand-wringing. Action is surely necessary. And perhaps another Sunday Times columnist has a point when he suggests that the next time England play at Twickenham, the very best gospel choir should be hired and all the verses of Swing Low should be sung. It's the last act before the players run onto the pitch. The deeper meaning of that spiritual needs to enter our heads and our hearts and our souls. It's been rugby that has maintained the song and maintained the profile of the song within England over these last 30 or 40 years, but it's been at a cost. And we've got to the point where we can't wait any longer. The cultural education on race and discrimination and inequality has to begin. Perhaps what better way to start than to hear it first hand from the very best choirs and the greatest traditions of gospel music so that message enters into our hearts and our minds and our souls and our lives and our actions. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. I looked over Jordan and what did I see? Coming for to carry me home. A band of angels coming after me. Coming for to carry me home. If you get there before I do, coming for to carry me home. Tell all of my friends 
that I'm coming there too, coming for to carry me home.